Welcome to the Here's the Deal podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Hannah. And today we're going to be talking about a very present help in times of trouble. Um, This is going to be based off of Psalm 46, 1, which is God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Yes. But before we get into that, Hannah, how was your weekend? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was a good weekend. We had church in the park this weekend, which was awesome. Um, I don't, oh, my brother is home officially from the military, so that's interesting because this is now, um, my brother, when he turned 18, he went right into the military, and so now that he's home, um, it's interesting because it's now, like, we're both adults, (laughs) and so living with my, like, adult older brother is definitely a change, but it's also really exciting at the same time, so that's good. And the week was just kind of preparing for it. And then we had church in the park on Sunday, and it was awesome. Great. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. Um, we had VBS this last week, yes. um, which was super great. Um, lots of lots of little kiddos able to hear about Jesus. Um, so I did the skits for that. And then I went to the rodeo on Friday. I forgot that I went there. Um, But that was super fun. Um, And then Saturday was the Shield 616 service. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those of you who don't know Shield 616, it is a ministry based in Colorado. Um, And they do these fundraisers to bring rifle rated um, vests to first responders. And so... Their Idaho one, um, they did they did a bike ride that was border to border. They went from the Nevada border to the Montana border. Mm-hmm. Um, and so along the way, like, I know they stopped in Twin Falls, and they stopped here in Idaho Falls, um, and I think a, one or two other places, to bring rifle-rated vests to um, local law enforcement, um, which was super, super awesome um, to be able to be a part of that service. And see that presentation and then Sunday was church in the park which was another really great day um lots of lots of river baptisms which Mm -hmm. was really awesome we had I think our youngest was three that got baptized who is that um little run corn yep (laughs) um and then yeah so lots of people and then went fishing after service and I caught nothing again and I even got new little lures that I was super excited to use and the people next to, to us we caught like six fish. What? And I caught none. I got, I think, <laughs> one little nibble for a second. And I caught none, and I was fishing for like probably like three four. to four hours. I went I went fishing after church in the park for about two and a half, close to three hours. Um, and we didn't catch anything. We went fishing under, under the bridge by the Snake River. And normally that's like a really good place to go fishing. Uh-huh. But... There were a lot of people out, and a lot of people were on their jet skis and going, like, really, really fast, and then it made the bridge, like, really wobbly, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was kind of hard to tell, and then I lost, there's, like, a, there's apparently, like, this huge, like, hole um, under the bridge, and it, like, goes really, really deep, and I lost two, I lost two hooks. I was really I was really upset about that because like it got something was definitely like nibbling on it and like when I pulled up it like got caught like Uh as I was reeling in it got caught on something down there so we didn't catch anything I need I haven't caught a single fish this summer I really need to we need to go fishing one time before summer's up together yeah that would be fun yeah that would be fun so um for you fishers out there that are listening to the podcast, <laughs> um, I'm fishing for trout. I think Hannah's fishing for trout and other things, too. And other things. <laughs> um, it would be fun you, to catch something really, really big. Yeah. So if you have any tips for us on what bait you use or if you use specific lures or if you are in the Idaho Falls area and have a secret fishing spot, we would be so very grateful oh, for yes. you to share that with us. So DM us sure. on Instagram or leave it in the <laughs> reviews, your fishing spots, because... I have not caught a fish all summer. All summer, and I've gone fishing quite a few times. And I'd so really sad. like to catch a fish before the summer's over. 
Because I love trout and I'd like to eat one. Yeah. Yeah. So send yeah. in those those tips and tricks for us. We would really appreciate We'd it. We'd so appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then yesterday I had the day off. And yeah. I just caught up on stuff, donated a bunch of clothes that I've had sitting in a bag ready to donate. So I finally took them in. Mm. So it was good. Yeah, yesterday it was a bit of a an emotional roller coaster for us. <laughs> um, one of our kitties, um, she spent the weekend in, uh, she spent the weekend at the vet, and she was not doing good on Monday when we went to pick her up. And so, as a family, we had to make the decision to put her down, and that was really hard because <clears throat> we've had her. She was roughly sixteen years old. And we had her, she was like one of our therapy cats. And so like through all the years of all the trauma and everything that we went through, she was always there. And so it was very, very sad because it was almost like saying goodbye to a family member. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but so that was how my yesterday went, which was, I was actually really blessed that we got Monday off because mm-hmm. then I could actually spend it with my family with the last time with our kitty before we had to go put her down. Yeah. So. That was good. Yeah, that's sad. Yes. Don't mean to make it turn into a really (laughs) sad moment, but... No, but that's, you know, those things happen and... Well, and the thing is, is that, like, I absolutely... I have a heart for animals. I love animals. And it just kind of... when, When you have to make that decision to put an animal down, it's really hard, but at the same time, you don't want them to be suffering anymore. Yeah. Um, you have to think about what's best for them in the long run, too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard because they are, like, literally therapy mm-hmm. to us, and they are they are blessings from God, and instead of, of, I mean, it is sad, but instead of just always thinking about how sad it is, we can be thankful, you know, that we at least had her for the time that we did. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like with any of our animals. I told my mom, I was like, well, when my kit, she, I still call her a kitten, even though she's like five, six years, no, she's long, she's older than that. She is, I think she's like seven years old, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's still like my kitten. I got her when she was really, really little. Yeah. And I told my mom, I'm like, when she passes away, like that actually is going to really affect me. Cause she's really like a child to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she knows like exactly when I'm not feeling good, when I'm sad, when I'm hurting, when I feel alone, you know, she is always there to comfort me. Mm-hmm. And she's a, uh, she's a ragamuffin, which is the type of cat. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I call her my muffin, but she's, she's a ragamuffin. There's like two different types of cats. There's ragamuffins and rag doll cats. Okay. Um, rag dolls kind of have more like silkier long hair. Um, and my cat, she has more of like a cotton-ish feel to her, like okay. more of a drier mm-hmm. feel. Um, but she's like long-haired and she's super, super fluffy. But what about you? Do you have any any therapy animals I mean, that you would call therapy animals? My puppy Archie. <clears throat> Archibald? I guess. Archibald. He's so cute. Archibald <laughs> Luther Reginald Mo is his full title. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's just my buddy. Yeah, I get to take him on adventures, and he's. He, I have him signed up for puppy class, which starts in September, because mm-hmm. he needs some training. But he's he has the sweetest personality. He wants to please you. He just needs some direction. Yeah. Um, so it's a very like it's eight classes, eight Saturdays in a row, and you can't miss any of them. If you miss more than two, then you're asked not to come back, um, <laughs> and you don't get a Yikes. refund or anything. But if you complete the class, then you get like. Um, what is it? You can come back to any of her future classes for the lifespan of your dog. Oh, that's cool. Um, without like extra charge. So once you finish the one class that you've, you know, paid the enrollment for, then you can come back if your dog needs brushing up on skills and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, which is super nice. Um, so he starts that. That's sweet. Um, in September, which, you know, that's eight Saturdays in a row, which is a lot, but it's good. It's going to be good for Archibald. <laughs> you got this, Abby. But he's, yeah, he's very, he's very sweet and he just likes to be around people. And he's, yeah. he's a mini Aussie, but he's so chill. Yeah. Like he, he definitely has the herding instinct, but he also is more than happy. Like he gets sad if he does not get time on the couch in the mornings. <laughs> Didn't you say he'll, his snuggles? Yeah. He he likes his snuggle time and he'll hug you too. He likes his hugs. That's so cute. Um. So yeah, he's super sweet. He's months old now 
Aww. So yeah, he's just a baby. He's just a little baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what that's what I have. Well, um, do you have a quick tip for us, Hannah? I forgot to ask you. Yeah, your name. Uh, I have a quick. I don't tip have a don't. quick tip. I have like a very random fact for later. Okay, but I don't have a quick. I'll tip. share a quick tip. <laughs> um, so I'm. I don't like spiders. I'm not a fan, especially if they're indoors. That's not their place to be. Um, but peppermint oil can keep spiders away. And so I lived in Pocatello um, when I was going to college. And my last semester, there was a plethora of spiders that would come into my room. And I would, <laughs> I would like, border my room with peppermint oil <laughs> to try to keep them away. And I, th- I genuinely think it worked. Because I saw less. I would, like, keep my eye out for them, though, and I would sprinkle my bed with peppermint oil so they'd stay <laughs> off my bed because I did the last thing I wanted was to wake up and have oh. a spider on my bed. Um, so, just, like, I'm going camping this weekend, and the last thing I want to do is wake up and see a bear, so. What, <laughs> what are the, what, are, what is the really, really dangerous spider that's out here? Brown um, recluse? No, not that one. Well, that one's pretty bad. Hobo. The hobo spider. Um... So when we first came out here, funny story, (laughs) my mom and I, we went looking at houses and there was this really huge spider and we were looking at it and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, look at that really cool spider. (laughs) And my stepdad loves spiders. And so my mom went to go take a picture of the spider and our realtor was like, oh no, that's, that's a hobo (laughs) spider. You don't want to get close to that. And my mom like moved her phone away really quickly and they were like, yeah, no. And apparently it's not true. Um, I'll have to look into it, but I was told that hobo spiders will attack you and chase you. That's what I've heard. And that terrified me. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not really scared of spiders, but right. like hobo well, spiders are they, very, very... They're very poisonous, They right? are poisonous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and brown recluse, like... They're also really bad. Skin. Yeah. Yes. But the hobo spider, yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yucky. No, I was gardening last summer. <laughs> Um, <laughs> pulling weeds and everything, and I look over at the concrete wall that was next to me, and there was, like, three what looked like brown recluse spiders, and I didn't garden for the rest of the day. I was done after <laughs> that. I was not going to take any chances. Are you scared of uh, daddy long legs? No. Okay. Cause I mean, I'm not a fan of chill. any spider, but I'm comfortable disposing of daddy long legs on my own. Okay. Yeah. What about if wolf spiders? I just, they're so fast. <laughs> I don't, so I'll, like, trap them under a cup and then have someone else deal with them. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't that's want funny. it to, like, run up my arm when if I'm trying to smush it. That's why I think jumping spiders, like, if there's any type of, like, scary spider, it would be a jump, like, a really big jumping spider. Yeah. Because they're really fast. But other than that, I'm not really, like, I'm not scared of spiders, but Mm-mm. I also think peppermint oil in general works with a lot of just bugs in general like ants specifically too i'm pretty sure peppermint oil is really good for Mm -hmm. for ants and around here um earwigs yeah they're they're really common Mm -hmm. at least i don't know if it's an idaho thing but i feel like they they're there's a lot of them in summer so yeah peppermint oil so quick tip get peppermint oil to keep the bugs away and it's natural (laughs) so good for you okay are you ready to get into our topic i am okay so remind us (laughs) remind us what the title is so today our title is um based off of psalm 46 1 um which is a very present help in time of trouble um it's talking about how god is our refuge and strength um kind of something that we wanted to go off was um, when we're feeling alone, knowing that we're not alone, mm-hmm. you know, the di- what's the difference between feeling alone and actually being alone? What it, what what comes to mind for you when you think about that? Um, well, I think people can get in this very, like, isolated kind of mindset on, you know, either choosing to not see that you have community around you or genuinely being in a new spot where you don't have community Mm -hmm. Um, and it can be so easy to just feel so by yourself and alone Um, but you know 
with that realizing that the Lord still has your back and he's still with you and he is present with you mm-hmm. through whatever you're going with um, or going through. Um, but then also, you know, we are designed for, you know, worldly relationships too. We're designed for not, I guess not worldly, but <laughs> earthly relationships. <laughs> there you go. Don't have worldly relationships. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're, we are designed for community, mm-hmm. you know, with the Lord and with other humans. So finding that, you know, and being intentional to find that as, as you might be feeling alone. Yeah. I think, I think there's a difference between like being alone and like not like literally being alone, not having anyone Uh say like when you move to a state and you're alone physically, like, Mm -hmm. right. You still, you still know people, Yeah. but you also don't know anybody there right Mm -hmm. you're starting in a new place then there's also when you are when you're choosing to be alone say you've pushed people away where you're not letting people in Mm -hmm. you know there's the difference of isolation and like I guess there is a difference between isolation and being alone Mm -hmm. per se yeah isolation I feel like isolation in a way is like you bringing it onto yourself yeah you it's very self-centered yeah um versus like being alone might be uh circumstantial Mm -hmm. to where you also have to go out of your way to get to know people to bring people Mm -hmm. into your circle create new circles you know what do you think about that yeah I mean (laughs) I think at some point everybody's gone through a season of either one of those or maybe both Mm -hmm. um and it can be you know when I moved to Idaho I didn't know anybody Mm -hmm. um And I had to go out of my comfort zone and out of my way to find a group of people to get involved with. Yeah. um, And to find Christian friendships. Um, And that was a huge blessing to be able to find that. But it was, you know, not, (laughs) it wasn't easy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, you know, I did have to go out of my comfort zone to find that. Um, But then, yeah, you know, it it can be so easy if, if you're in a friend group that changes or if, if someone you're close to, if their life changes in a certain way and then you feel like you're either, you know, third wheeling or right. <laughs> or if you just don't feel like you connect to them as much, mm-hmm. it can be so easy to just withdraw from those friendships and relationships um, and not even realize that those people are still trying to include you. Mm-hmm. And it can be so easy to just draw back and be, oh, no, I, I'm so alone. No one, you know, really wants to hang out with me. I have nothing to do because this person, this person are doing this. Just forgetting the fact that you're you're invited to that as well. You're included on that. But not letting yourself, not letting yourself draw back like that. Still being intentional. Friendships go two ways. Mm-hmm. You know, being intentional to to connect with those people just like, you know, we need to be intentional to connect with the Lord. Yeah. You know, he's always present for us, but we need to have that continuing growth of relationship with him. And that means we need to invest in that relationship too. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and just like you're saying, it goes two ways. Like sometimes there are people that like, if they're not investing in you, you don't need to invest in that relationship with that person Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, if it's not a healthy friendship, then it's okay to pull away from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's not saying you can't still love them as right. a as a you know friend. Mm-hmm. You can still be a friend. You just maybe don't aren't a close friend anymore. Yeah, and that you should still be in community with them. You know, in you a certain way, you should still be way. able to exist. You should with still that be person. able to exist with that person and yes. even have a brief conversation with them that's genuinely loving and kind and thoughtful. Yes, you know, it shouldn't just be a total disregard. But you do it, life. Life happens, and mm-hmm. you do drift away from people, and that's an okay thing. Yeah, but you know, if if it's you know something goes down to make that happen, <laughs> right? You, you need to not have bad blood with that person. You know, is still be still be loving as we're commanded to do by the lord well and also when when we become so self-centered it's almost like you resent and and you resent like say somebody who's wiser you you resent those people that Mm -hmm. are that are trying to give you insight on Mm -hmm. things you know when you're so isolated with self 
um, it's almost like you're you're so focused on yourself that you're actually completely losing sight of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it is important to have a community, you know, an, and a healthy community mm-hmm. that brings you back to Christ, right? Uh, the verse that comes into mind constantly for me when I start thinking about, like, isolation and how isolation is bad is... Um, Proverbs 18.1, it's a man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And it's like, it is, it's very Mm self-seeking when you're isolating yourself. It's all about me, right? And then it's not just that he's upset or that he's like ignoring. No, he rages about against all wise judgment anybody who would try to help him mm-hmm. gets furious like when i think of raging i think of furious mm-hmm. right and so like isolation is not good that doesn't mean though that being alone is necessarily always a bad thing right i think god can work within us sometimes in the midst of when we're alone mm-hmm. right i know that i grew the most when i moved out to idaho mm-hmm. um it definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone because back in Colorado I we had connections with everybody everywhere um and then when I moved out here it was no one Mm -hmm. and I had to actually you know it's not like this person knew that you were this person's younger sister Mm -hmm. you know it's not that this person knew you because you were related to this person and then they knew that person it like that was very common for me in Colorado but then when I moved out here nobody knew who I was Mm -hmm. and it was very hard because you know it kind of made me realize like what did I put my identity in Mm -hmm. right and so when I moved out here it was like completely starting from scratch and it was hard because other people I saw how other people kind of had their their cliques you Mm -hmm. know and I was again was by myself but during that time, that's when I grew closest to God. Right. You know, in the midst of when you're alone, God can still use that and grow in you. Well, and he can build you into the person that he knows you can be. I think sometimes, you know, we we need those times of transition mm-hmm. to to be able to see that where we don't have to stay stuck in the same place. Because I think we can get stuck mm-hmm. um, when we feel comfortable. Yeah. And I know, you know, the Lord grew me in a time where I was in between communities, yeah, I guess you could say. Um, and, you know, I really didn't have many people that I did stuff with. I didn't have a ton of close friends. I had a few very good friends, which I was so, so thankful for. And I'm so thankful that they're still in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was a time that I, I didn't go out and do a lot of stuff, but the Lord really built me to realize, you know, my identity is in him and I can be confident in him mm-hmm. um, and, you know, be, be, you know, be, be fully who I am and not be, not be trying to conform to the world mm-hmm. um, or conform to certain people, but to really be assured that I am his. He made me the way that I am, um, you know, and I, I really, I love, this is, you know, not totally in relation, but Hebrews ten twenty three through 25, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And I just really love the, you know, even if you're in an in-between time of finding community, you know, still not forsaking meeting with other Christians and being mm-hmm. together and encouraging and uplifting one another. I think, you know, that's something we can often forget, you know, even as Christians, if we're still meeting in fellowship together, it can, you know, if you have people that you trust, it can easily turn into, oh, well, this is happening in my life. Mm-hmm. This is happening in my life. Life is so hard. Mm-hmm. Life, well, life is hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not, it's not a walk in the park just because you become a Christian. It by no means... means that life is going to be super easy now but we still need to be uplifting and encouraging one another Mm -hmm. and you know yeah life life is hard but like it sounds simple but God is good yeah and he will bring you through it and we just need to rely on him through our trials and tribulations but reminding each other of that and being intentional on being joy-filled with each other and bringing the joy of the Lord into that community together and not losing that. Um, and, it, you know, the end is as you see the day drawing near. The Lord is coming back. 
Yeah, we, we don't should be waiting, we don't know when and waiting and but and watching we, and working. We should be waiting and watching and working <laughs> mm-hmm. and being a light to the world and a light to each other. So that way, you know, we don't we don't let our brothers and sisters in Christ get distracted. Mm-hmm. So they're prepared for when the Lord comes back. But we can also be going out into the world and finding those who don't know Christ and bringing that joy that we get, that hope that we get to them so that hopefully they can be prepared for the day the Lord comes. Well, Abby, do you think, I, I, I'll just throw this question out there for you. Do you think that being alone or loneliness is seen as a weakness in, in today's culture? I think, yeah, it can be. Um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people make rumors about people that they see alone because they don't know much about their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make decisions about, oh, I'm sure that this person is going through this or I'm sure that this is happening in their life. Yeah. Especially if they have, you know, a rough idea of who that person is. Right. You know, if they don't know, and it can be seen as a negative thing, and it's not always a negative thing. We, uh, like, for sure need community. That's the point we're right. trying to make here. But, you know, if you need if you need time to find a new community, or if you have that time that you're just, you know, going through something and you need time with the Lord, then that is so important to take that time yeah. and to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And that's not, it's not a negative thing to say, you know, I'm, I actually have, I'm, I can't go to this thing tonight, but thanks for inviting me. You know, it's good to have community. Right. It's good to go do things with that community. You don't want to always say no. Um, what about but, the fear of, so like being alone as in like not having a community, mm-hmm. right? Of like, well, I'm not going to be invited to this and I'm not going to be going to this. The fear of like somebody seeing you alone mm-hmm. and then mean like, well, they're going to like, that makes me weak. The fact that I don't have anyone. Do you think that that's viewed as like a weakness? Like of the fact that you don't have anyone as in? Like friendships. friendships. Yeah. Friendships or that a like romantic relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think it can be seen as a weakness mm-hmm. um, for sure. But, you know, finding our confidence again in the Lord, finding our identity in there the Lord <laughs> and finding, finding not putting our identity in any relationship, mm-hmm. no matter what relationship status you might be, your identity should still be in the Lord. Your identity should not be in friendships or whatever, you know, however you guys hang out. It should be in the Lord. Well, and it brings it back to, to our our verse topic is that God is our refuge and strength. And even if it's viewed as a weakness, I think we can still look to God mm-hmm. as our strength through right. that, right? Well, and also it doesn't, just because the world sees it one way, doesn't mean that that's how it, it truly is. Right. You know? And, you know, you can be alone and not be isolated, mm-hmm. right? You can still, like, go home and nobody's at home, right, yeah. to where you're actually alone, mm-hmm. but not isolating yourself, mm-hmm. not closing yourself to to certain friendships, right, yeah. being open. And putting yourself out there. Like, if you are feeling lonely oh. and craving for, and it you is know, hard. It earthly is hard. people relationships, yeah, you, you know, sometimes you might need to be the one that makes a game night or makes something happen and invite people to that rather than just waiting around or you know asking hey do you guys want to go do this putting yourself out there to get involved with those other relationships and friendships is gonna it's hard but you need again friendship is a two-way two-way thing and sometimes that's the way you need to go well in order to find that community you know how many times people will come to church and will never come back again because they said nobody said hi to them. Yeah. And it's like, well, did you say hi to anybody? Mm-hmm. Or did you just walk in with your head at looking down or like looking Arms past? Pass, yeah. Looking past that main greeter. Like, did you sneak in and then sit there and then sneak out? <laughs> like, because that, that's very common, mm-hmm. you know. And it can be hard in a in a big church because Water Springs is a pretty big Calvary Chapel church, right? Mm-hmm. It can be hard for each greeter and usher to say hi to every single person it, yeah. it can be very hard that doesn't mean that they don't they do their very best but at the same time you have to be open to receiving somebody mm-hmm. putting themselves out there to say hello to you yeah. to start a conversation you know mm-hmm. if you don't know if, if you have a question about something and you can't find the answer anywhere say on like our 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 website are you just going to be, <laughs> are you going to be so prideful and arrogant that you're not going to just give a phone call or walk up to somebody and be like, hey, 
just really quickly, I'm not sure where, where this location is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, actually, if you go this way and then you turn here and it's actually right there. And you right get to know someone while you're asking you those could. questions. Or that person. And, and it's very it's very common that if you really don't know where you're going, I I, I can't guarantee. But um, <laughs> most of the time they will. Well, actually, I could just show you how to get there yeah. if you like. I'll walk you walk you. And I'm talking about like on campus things that go on. And so it's not it, it's hard when people isolate themselves and, mm-hmm. and view it as a weakness because right. I mean it is a weakness right I think isolation is isolation. a weakness like being physically alone is not mm-hmm. always exactly yeah and it's it all narrows down I think a main thing that we always bring up <laughs> in our podcast is that it is a choice mm-hmm. and a lot of times in the world we all forget that things start with us mm-hmm. specifically and if we change the way that we talk to people that change the way that we view things right it can affect other people because mm-hmm. attitudes are contagious yeah. you know if you come into church really really grumpy <laughs> it's gonna be really hard for that greeter who's also had a very very hard day mm-hmm. and is smiling because they are here in the house of the Lord, right? To spend time with God, right? It's going to be hard for them to also be be super joyful mm-hmm. and like really nice when it's constant negativity that's yeah. being poured on them. Well, and I mean, just reiterating the fact on finding your identity in the Lord, if we find our identity in the Lord, we will be confident to go out and do things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We won't need the support system of a friend or a boyfriend or a fiance or a husband or whatever life stage you might be in, you know, if you find your identity in the Lord, then you shouldn't need a human support system to be able to just go out and do something. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously it's nice to go out and do something with people, but it shouldn't be a make or break on, well, this person can't go with me, so I'm not going to go. Yeah. You know, we should be able to go. I took myself out on a movie date. (laughs) and got myself popcorn and it was so much fun good for you and (laughs) i mean it was a while ago and then the movie theater lost power so it wasn't the best movie date (laughs) i've ever taken myself on (laughs) but um it was it was nice to be able to just go out and do things and having the confidence that you know no i don't have anyone with me but that doesn't that's not a negative that's not a negative thing you can still go out and live your life yeah because your identity is in the Lord, it's not in another human. What about those that are that are angry at God? Because, you know, I think it's very common for some people mm-hmm. that are angry at God to be angry and just be like, well, you know, I don't want anything to do with God. And, and <laughs> it's not funny. But it's funny because it's like, well, y- you can't hide from God. Yeah. Like, we literally cannot hide from him. Mm-hmm. He is with us. He's always present. You know, it even says in our in our topic verse that he is a very present help, mm-hmm. which means he is present. He is here. He is with us. Yeah. And I think it's hard because a lot of times, say, when somebody's hurt us, that's that person's decision. Mm-hmm. We are all given free will, mm-hmm. right, to make a choice, to do the right thing, to do the wrong thing. And the thing is, is that when we sin, sin affects other people, mm-hmm. right? I know sometimes when somebody's like, well, I'm just doing this to myself. No, because it will always affect somebody else. Right. Well, and it will affect you and your attitude and mm-hmm. that will affect other people. Exactly. Especially because no matter what, if you are in sin, you will be, um, what's the word? It's below the line. <laughs> um, <laughs> not uh, Condemned? not condemned uh you know what i'm saying i'm not quite sure that i do (laughs) it's below the line (laughs) it's on the line of fear and like guilty conscience yes it's a guilty you'll have a guilty conscience Mm -hmm. conscience yes there we go you have a guilty conscience if you are living in sin Mm -hmm. and it's not fulfilling it might be it might be nice in that present moment but no matter what you'll have a guilty conscience Mm -hmm. you'll feel guilty from it right you know that no matter what like you know that you're not doing the right thing when Mm -hmm. you're living a life in sin yeah yeah um that's where i was going with this (laughs) i just looked at my notes um but people that are angry at god feel like that they can hide from him that just because they don't seek god they think that 
God is left, like God isn't mm-hmm. present. God is always present. Yeah. Um, and the verse that, that comes to mind for me is Deuteronomy 31, 8. And it's, the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, and I love, I love the, the name of God, uh, Jehovah Shema, mm-hmm. which is the Lord is there mm-hmm. and constantly reminding yourself that God is with you. Well, God is there. And first Corinthians three sixteen says, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that mm-hmm. the spirit of God dwells in you? Um, just a reminder that, you know, we need to respect ourselves and our, our bodies because we are a temple of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And God is always with us. And, you know, it, it can it can sometimes be easy to forget that or to take it for granted. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, such a great thing to constantly remind yourself every day that, you know, God is with me. I'm going to live my life for him. And I'm going to rely on him because he's going to bring me through it. Exactly. And and it's, it's the, I think it's important to remind yourself mm-hmm. as hard as it can be to to not get caught up in the moment but to remind yourself in that moment like when you're irritated when you're upset me lately what i've been doing it's funny because you'll you'll catch me <laughs> people in the office catch me all the time but like if i start getting worked up or upset about something i just start repeating the fruits of the spirit in my mind like i start <laughs> singing them to myself and it it kind of makes you stop and it like it helps you remind yourself that like you need to act. You need to act in love mm-hmm. towards that person, not react. Yeah. Because you're upset about something, right? You need to be patient. You need to be kind, right? And I'm surprised at how much it's actually really helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be, but like it really has helped. Like especially um, working in ministry is very stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of things that come up all the time, um, and so when you get hit with something that's like really, really hard or say you get somebody on the phone that is really rude, um, you know, just reminding yourself to, to act back with love. Mm -hmm. And that can be so, so hard, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, but just reminding yourself, it's also softening your heart, Mm -hmm. right? It's can be, it can be really easy to be quick and to harden your heart and be mm-hmm. angry about something. But the second you stop yourself and just kind of remind remind yourself why you're doing it, it's also important because God is with you Yeah, 24-7. You know, he hears the things that you say in your office if the door is closed. You know, he mm-hmm. hears the things that you think. He literally reads your thoughts. Like, he knows what you're going to say before you say it, mm-hmm. right? He is always there. And to remind yourself that. And I think it's really cool because... Even when we're we're hurting and we we feel uh, when we feel alone because we might not be physically alone but when we start to feel alone, mm-hmm. knowing that God is with you. Yeah, because you can still you can feel alone in a crowd full of people, mm-hmm. and you can still feel so alone. But yeah. having that assurance that the Lord is with you. Well, and what's do you do do you do anything um, like you personally um, when you start to feel alone? Um, say like when you're not in a crowd of people, like say you're home, but mm-hmm. you feel alone, you know, you're not going to be going out doing anything or like your friends are gone. Like, what do you do to kind of remind yourself that God is there or to know that you're not alone? I mean, honestly, a simple prayer yeah. does wonders. Like we, it is, I think people also sometimes take prayer for granted. You mm-hmm. know, it's a great way to just tell the Lord how you're feeling and find reassurance or, you know, go to one of, you know, whatever Bible verse, you know, is on my heart that day and Mm -hmm. finding reassurance in that and just, you know, having, having a time of peace, knowing that it's, it's good to have that time with the Lord and, you know, enjoying, enjoying God's creation. I love to find, to find peace. I love just sitting on our back porch Mm. and looking at the view and, you know, spending time with God that way is, you know, so, so peaceful and restful for my soul. And it's just a great reminder that, you know, it's, it's okay to just sit and be present with the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's finding that time to be quiet before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really funny because when I was really little, my mom reminded me of this like a week ago. (laughs) Um, and it kind of sounds silly, but at the same time, it's like, it, it wasn't. So because I'm the youngest of five, when I was little, when my siblings were all teenagers and they would be going out and doing things with their friends, 
I was told one day, um, they were like, you need to learn how to, how to play by yourself because we're not always going to be here. Yeah. And that just like, that hit me so hard and it made me so sad. But from a young age, I had little spots that I would go to Mm -hmm. and I called them, this is where it sounds dumb, but I called them my thinking spots (laughs) (laughs) and I knew God from a very young age. And so I would talk with God and so I would go to my thinking spots Mm -hmm. and one of them like my mom she'd be outside like screaming my name and she couldn't find me it's because I was all the way like on the side of the yard um I was on it was like in the front yard and she didn't want me (laughs) in the front yard because Mm -hmm. somebody could just come up and take me but like I felt I I was isolated but at the same time I wasn't Mm mm-hmm and I was very, God was very present in that moment. Mm-hmm. And if I was upset about something or if I was alone and I don't want to be, I would just go there mm-hmm. and I would sit and I would put my hands like under my chin and I would just sit there and I would just think and I would just listen. And it sounds dumb, but like even from a young age, just like the innocence of knowing that God was there yeah. to just listen mm-hmm. and to even just to listen to what he was saying back to me. Mm-hmm. Um and just finding, I mean, finding peace in yes. in being alone because I, I used to really dislike being home alone. Mm-hmm. I have learned to thoroughly enjoy it now. Yeah. And, you know, I'll make myself a nice dinner. I'll spend time with my puppy and I'll go out on the porch, on the back porch if it's, if it's nice out. It's mm-hmm. Idaho, so that doesn't always happen. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll go out and just enjoy the fresh air and yeah. fi- have that, have that peace that, you know. God made all those beautiful fields and the beautiful creation that I get to look out upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just great to savor those moments of silence with the Lord. Mm-hmm. I used to be, I used to be extremely extroverted. Um, and then over the years I've slowly become, I'm like almost half and half, but a little bit more introverted than extroverted mm-hmm. now. And I think a lot of that is because like, not that I've been trained to be, but like situations change, you know, change who you are. Um, and so over the years when I've gone through a lot of things, like even now I will be just so like, I'll be socialized out. Like I Mm -hmm. don't want to socialize with anyone. I just want to sit on the couch and not do anything and not talk to anyone. And it's bad because like the TV can be playing in the background, but the second somebody starts talking to me, it's like an annoyance mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very frustrating and I have to stop myself because I don't want to act out I don't want to be rude and be like can you stop talking like yeah. can you stop talk <laughs> talking like it's just it's it sounds awful but that's how it that's how it comes sometimes mm-hmm. right and we want to be nice and we want to be respectful mm-hmm. and we have to be patient yeah I don't know well, if that's ever happened to you but no yeah mm-hmm. I mean for me, I used to, I used to, like, I still, I journal a lot. Mm-hmm. That's some, that's sometimes the best way for me. But sometimes I just need to sit and listen to music and not do anything and just lay on the ground. It sounds really dumb. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you just lay on the ground and just listen to music, like, that is one th- way that I find very comforting. Yeah. Um. Well, and I, you know, especially if I have time by myself, I try to not have any devices on mm-hmm. no tv i try to intentionally just listen to music yeah and that i think that brings so much more peace cuz tv can just or you know being on your phone or any of those things can make your mind just keep going to the things of this world and distract you and can bring negative things into your mind and that's not going to you know you might it is nice to sit and relax in front of a movie or something but that's still not going to bring you that peace that just sitting and being peaceful and taking out those distractions of life. Cause we have so many distractions in mm-hmm. today's day and age and they've become so normalized that yeah. it's a constant thing and it's nice to just cut those out. Yeah. And just literally lay down on the ground or sit in a chair. That's not your normal chair. Yeah. Change I, it up. And you know, I think some people get intimidated by prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, they think that it has to be this well thought out thing that they have to like. It needs to be scripted and it needs to be sa- mm-hmm. it needs to sound perfect. Prayer is a conversation mm-hmm. with God, right? There's and just how a conversation goes both ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you talk to God. You you enter into prayer with thanksgiving, um, but 
you can have a conversation with God and just sit there. Like once you, once you finished talking, you just sit there and just listen. Don't take for granted and don't, um, over like overthink <laughs> don't overthink prayer because mm-hmm. um, you, you don't could have just to have fancy vocabulary if, no if you're if you're saying if you if you're going through something you can literally say god this is what i'm going through mm-hmm. please if, be with the situation and, and if you're angry it's okay to bring your anger and hurt to god mm-hmm. i think a, a lot of people don't understand that they think like well i can't be angry i can't be upset i have to be perfect and it's like no you need to come as you are to christ mm-hmm. you know when we are hurting he wants us to talk to him mm-hmm. he wants us to be the ones to come to him and and let cuz god will talk to us god can talk to us and through us and it's important to remind yourself that he is our refuge. He is our strength. He is there. He is our help. I think that's that's a good thing to remind yourself mm-hmm. that he's our help. He's our safety, our protector, you know, our comfort. And the best way to do it is like just say just have a simple conversation. Get rid of the the idea of that prayer is this scary thing. Yeah. It's just a conversation <laughs> of the God of the universe who yeah. is always with you. And so it doesn't even have to be super long. If it's if it's no. a simple thing that you want to tell God, then keep it simple. You don't have to it go on this big, sentences. long, super fancy thing. No, it can it can right. be two sentences and just being intentional that you're genuinely bringing this to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> All right. You're going to segue into our fun facts. Why don't you go yeah. and say your fun fact? OK, I'll go first. Um, so I thought I'd do an Idaho fun fact, since that is where we are. Um, the total length of Idaho's rivers and waterways, which is over 107,000 miles. 107,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's been a long day already. Words. But it could stretch across the U.S. 38 times oh my with goodness. all of our rivers and waterways. How many so, fishes and how many fishies? How so many, many fish fishies are in there. So many fishies, but I don't know because I can't catch a single one. <laughs> no, I we were. I was told how many fish are like in the river for like a span. They're like, yeah, you should be able to catch fish all the time. Yeah. No, haven't caught a single one. And I was like, there is no way. I think he's talking about minnows. <laughs> you know, I guess they're still technically I think fish. Just, they, they are. They're yeah. just so tiny. Yeah. But that's silliness. I want to know how many trout. Silliness. Um, what kind of trout? Any? Yeah. Or do you have a specific one? I like one rainbow you trout, but I'd, I'd take any at this point. <laughs> hey, my first fish that I caught was a sucker fish. Yeah. So. Yeah. I couldn't even eat it, but it was a really, really huge sucker fish. And I didn't even know that I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> I got frustrated because I thought my pole... I thought my my line got snagged Mm -hmm. because it was raining that day and the river was actually flowing like really quickly and I got frustrated because I thought that my line snagged and my line is like going the opposite way and I was like, wait a minute, I think I got something. (laughs) I reeled it in. I sure did catch a really, really fat sucker fish. Yeah. But, But yeah, all of our waterways here in Idaho can stretch across the U.S. 38 times. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. My random fact, I don't know if it's very fun, but I don't know how many people actually know it. Um, <laughs> so, male ducks actually don't necessarily quack. <laughs> I don't know how many people know that, mm-hmm. um, but they actually have more of like a raspy voice. Mm-hmm. It's very, very quiet, and that's one way that you can sex a duck from like a young age. Um, and also, the male ducks will have one really, really curly tail feather that will like curl all the way up um that and then the really raspy voice is the way that you can tell the guy uh, the male ducks from the female ducks and also the female ducks are also obnoxiously loud they're so obnoxious <laughs> they are really it's really insane. loud and it's like yeah it's it's really really loud but that's how you can tell um a male duck from a female duck especially if you're at the pond yeah but also um, usually the male ducks, like wild male ducks, are usually prettier mm-hmm. than the female ducks. More brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The boy ducks are normally the ones with the green heads. Yes. Yep. There you go. 
that's a super fun, fun fact, fact for you. Um, <laughs> I just came up with that one. I don't recommend getting ducks at all. No, they're so not my favorite animal. Ducks are really, really cute, and they have amazing eggs. Um, however, if you don't like cleaning up after an animal three to four times a day when they're babies, yep. I would not. I would not. Get and they're ducks. very loud. They're really but they're loud. They're so cute. They're really cute, and their eggs are really good. Mm-hmm. So if you need eggs or if you really like duck, that's great. Then you yeah. should get ducks. But if you just want to get them just because they're cute, then I don't. Chickens. I would not. <laughs> if you want a pet, I mean, you could get a pet duck, but if you do, you should only get one and make yeah. sure that you bond with it mm-hmm. and take really good care of it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I would not get. I would not get ducks. No, no. I really like the chickens. I love our chickens. Um, because they're really dumb. <laughs> and, like, it's frustrating because, like, ducks will run away from you. Yeah. And the chickens, I, okay, somebody was saying that, like, it's really hard to catch a chicken. I think it's really hard to catch a duck. It's so hard. Even I think if it's harder in... to catch a duck because they can also fly, and so they use that to their advantage well, when they're running away from you. if a duck is in a horse trough, it's not that <laughs> big, it's still really hard to catch it in the horse trough. Because it can dive under the water. <laughs> but, like... I, that would actually be really funny to do like a a duck race and see if somebody could catch a duck. Well, our horse trough doesn't have any water in it. It's just where they reside right now. No, I know. I meant yeah. like in general. But that would be funny. You know how like people do like they try to catch chickens. They should try yeah. to c- catch a duck. That's funny. Because <laughs> they actually use the because the ducks can fly even uh, really heavy meat ducks. Mm-hmm. They can still get a little bit off the air, but they can go really really fast. Yeah. But I love the chickens because. They don't use their brains, like, at all. And so, like, you can walk right up to them. And, like, they'll get scared, like, once they realize you'll try to grab them. But other than that, like, they don't necessarily run away the second you walk towards them. Mm -hmm. How the ducks will, like, sprint the second you even look at them. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) You turn a light on and they're gone. Literally. Yeah. Sometimes, so when we lock up the, the birds in the coop at night... Um, we have to go shut the windows and lock everything up. And if I, if it, if it's dark out, that's like when I'll do it. If like I come home and nobody's home and whatnot, mm-hmm. or if I need to, um, I'll go to lock up the birds and they'll be fine. Once I walk into the coop, the second I turn on the light to walk over to shut the window, they all freak out and it's the, and then I could turn the light off and then they like calm down. Mm-hmm. It's just they're obnoxious yeah but well good facts there's today. the rant about the ducks okay so again if you have any fishing suggestions send them our way we were supposed to have two guests today yes um, and we did mention that in our last podcast but they um, will be here next week they will be here next week yes so we're super super excited for that one um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Listen in again. Um, share with your friends. Share with your family. friends. Share with your family. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review on Apple Podcast and follow us on Instagram at Here's the Deal Pod. And you can either DM us or comment on any of our posts, your thoughts, um, or if you have any things that you would like us to talk about or any such thing like that like that so thank you so much for listening (laughs) to here's the deal and we will hopefully see you next week bye